Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. I have in my left hand the 19th of February 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers on the front cover. It promises things such as part two of our Super Strikers booklet. Part one, of course, was last week. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you who the strikers are this week. Because mm. I think I told you last week, didn't I? I'll tell you who they are. Kevin Keegan's in there. Of course. In his Newcastle kit. Still so going strong towards the end point. of his career. Still one of the best yep. strikers in the league. Yep. We've also got, get ready for this, Sam, mm. Francois van der Elst. Oh, the Belgium West Ham striker. I think yep, he was quite a big signing at the time, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, a bit, bit before my time. I never saw him... In the flesh, but um, says, I remember it being a big deal. Yeah, yeah, because there weren't many foreign players then, no. was there? It says, and he's got his arms outstretched in celebration, and it says another goal for the West Ham United marksman to shout about. He's also a Belgian international, and his goals for club and country are frequently the hallmark of class. Whoa! There you go. Then Francois the other... van der Elst is very much like a name that they'd make up if there was a Belgian or French striker in Roy of the Rovers. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got Gary Shaw on the other side, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, he was good, he looks, wasn't he? Looks a bit like Gary Newman in that pick. And also uh, Paul Rideout. I thought yeah. Paul Rideout was of a later era than this. He was Villa as well, wasn't he? And then he went to he's, Italy uh, to play for Swindon Bari. At this point. With, where was he? He's at Swindon at this point. This is quite early Swindon. in his career, I think. What the fuck was so, Swindon uh, doing in those days? Well, well I don't know. It's a, it says the former England schoolboy at National is hitting the net regularly for Swindon Town. Keep an eye on him. So he's yeah, obviously. Well, he did, I think he watch. did end up getting a couple of England caps, didn't he? And then he ended up yeah. going out to Bari with Gordon Cowan. I believe he did. I believe he did. In that, in that, I mean, we look. talked about this before, but in those days, I feel like there was more great strikers because every team had a goal scorer. I know it sounds yeah. daft because, of course, you, you do today, but it was different then. It was like every club had their guy. So we had yeah. Cotty, um, you know, after after you know, Van der Elsten. You know, we had Paul Goddard. And, you know, I mean, you had... I mean, I can't remember who you had in the 80s. Certainly in the 90s, I remember you had Gary Byrne, who was a player that I really liked because he'd been great for who? QPR. Gary Byrne, the Irish striker. John Byrne. John Byrne, that's it. John Byrne. He was yeah. great, wasn't he? We only had him on loan, but it was that year we got to the cup final. Got to go. He was scoring in every round, wasn't he? He scored in every round. Yeah. 
But um, Paul Rideout, yeah, he scored the 95 Cup final for Everton. That's why Fucking I thought Fucking hell, he was, did, didn't he? So this is 12 years before that. Wow, was, yeah, um, I think by that stage he was almost veteran status. This is, yeah, he's at Swindon and he scores 20 in 44 this season and then gets transferred to Villa for £200,000. Yeah, there just aren't as many strikers who just knock in that many, like, 20-plus goals. If you score 20-plus goals mm. now, it's a massive, remarkable thing. But back then, you know, I remember, like, I remember John Aldridge being at Oxford United and scoring, like, every yeah, yeah. week. And Kevin Drinkle of Norwich City. Remember him? Get this, in 1984, I think it was, Sunderland turned down the chance to sign John Aldridge because we couldn't afford what I think was a £70,000 transfer tag. Fucking hell. Everyone, <laughs> every club's got a few of those stories, haven't yeah. they? The yeah. ones that got away. Jesus um, Christ. But yeah, every, every club had it. I mean, I remember there was also massive rivalry. So, you know, there's a lot of Spurs fans at my school. And so we weren't just arguing about West Ham versus Spurs. It was specifically about Tony Cotty or Clive Allen. Like massive rows about who was the better striker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every club had Allen, their guy. It? Even QPR had <laughs> Gary Bannister. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it says uh, that's that's the Super Strikers booklet. Also, on the front cover, it promises us Sunderland star in sign, please. I can't remember any Sunderland players being featured in this comic for fucking the length of time we've been doing it. But <laughs> uh, in the centre pages, we've got our full-back, Jimmy Nickel. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he went on to be Manchester a manager, United. didn't he, Jimmy Nickel? Yeah, in Scotland. Right. Uh, had a long career as a manager, but he, he signed for us from Manchester United. And he was pretty good as, as a full-back score. He was all right. But there he is in uh, full double-page colour form. So that's fun. Um... And on the front cover is the uh, Durrell's Palace strip, which we don't focus on, so we're not going to look at that. So we're going to now look at the Roy of the Rovers story, um, which I believe I've sent you, and it tells us what's going on in the top left hand of the first panel. It says, Roy seemed alone in his support for Tubby Morton, the veteran Melchester Rovers goalkeeper, recalled to the side in place of injured Charlie Carter. Furious at the mounting pressure for Tubby to be dropped, Roy ran riot against Walford Rovers, scoring three goals in the first half and continuing his rampage in the second. So everyone's got it in for Roy because he's picked Tubby Morton again. And he's he's said, I'll show you, I'll score a load of goals. I'll take all the pressure off Tubby. He won't have anything to do because I'm just going to keep getting the ball, running with it and scoring. And that's what he's done so far. And, fucking um, easy for me. Yeah, I could do this every fucking week if I wanted to. Me and I my mate often I want, talk. I want a level playing field for everyone. Me and my mate often talk about like in the nineties we were obsessed with Matt Letitia. I mean, not that that's a unique thing, but we used to find <laughs> him so funny because he was like a player who lolloped about. Looks a bit like Tubby Morton. But yeah. we were, but we were thought he's so weird, Matt Letitia, because he's the only player I've ever seen before or since who literally just decided to score. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if Letitia yeah. wanted to score a goal, he would simply score a goal. It just did. and so and it was sometimes like, could he be fucked? Was he in the mood? But if he got it, if you gave him the ball and he wanted to score, he would score from wherever he was yeah. on the pitch. It was, and it was invariably I think he's the only player I've ever seen like yards that. Out, wasn't it? 
It was 25 yards out, exactly. He'd just do it. And he'd just and it, Or even it if he wasn't in sight of goal, he'd just sort of like beat three men somehow, even yeah. though like he was so slow, he barely broke out of a walk. And then he'd just curl it in or he'd juggle. It was just that there's never been a player like Matt Letitia, I don't think, like in terms oh, of brilliant. piss takery. Yeah. And just, now, of course, he's, he's, he's nuts. He's off he? his fucking nut now. <laughs> he's another, he crossed me. I can't remember if I, I even at, when they signed when they got Ralph Hassan Halter, Ralph Robert Hutch, yeah. This was the day they'd got him. So I discovered probably through my journalism, Google Translate, that I thought that's a weird name, and found out that it meant Rabbit Hutch. So I'm doing talk sport, right? <laughs> it doesn't though. With Paul Hawksby. All right, whatever. I just heard it, right? And they go, and joining us now on the line is Matt Letitia to give his reaction to this new managerial right. appointment. And I've yeah. gone, hi, Matt. Um, what's really remarkable about this fella is that his name translates um, it's, uh, uh, as literally as Ralph Rabbit, Rabbit Hutch. Did you know that? It's a couple of hours <laughs> after. Matt Letitia went like this. The only tone that I can tell you, the only way I can describe his tone was withering. He said, well, yes, I do know that on account of the fact that you're about the 50th person to have told me already today. (laughs) I was like, Uh, fucking hell, all right, cunt. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not privy to the rest of your conversations you've had before this. Yeah, he fucking pulled your chain. When he tried to have a little bit of a fucking chat. God's Uh, sake. Fucking and I like that it wasn't even Jeff true. It just, it just flooded throughout the whole of social media. And it yeah, I mean, all right, fine. Sorry I wasn't up to it, but it only been there a few hours. I mean, you know. Yeah. And in any case, yeah. even if you've heard it, I still think it's worthy of discussion. Definitely. He'd only been there a few hours. Sometimes it can take up to a week to translate a name when you've just <laughs> first got it. I didn't fucking know that Matt Letitia had already done 50 interviews and in every fucking interview someone had brought that up. And uh, and the other thing is the listeners hadn't heard him. He certainly hadn't done any other interview on TalkSport that day. And, Mm. you know, the listener, most listeners to TalkSport just have it permanently tuned in. So they wouldn't have heard this rabbit hutch business elsewhere. So let's do the rabbit hutch bit. No, you're a cunt. Think of something more original. Whose problem is this? Is it your fault or is it attention whore Matt Letizia's fault? Who's yeah. done 50 freaking interviews already that day? Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I'll do picky. the interview, but I'll act as if I don't want to be doing it. Is that okay? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Fucking hell. Where are we? What's happening? Um, so he's just running yeah. He's doing what's known as a Letizia and just fucking choosing to score as many goals as he, he likes. He is. And he's got the ball and he's on the edge of the penalty area, but there's four defenders around him. And the Lampards in the crowd are saying, um, well, they're following on from the conversation in the box that's set in the scene on the left-hand side. It says, uh, continue his rampage in the second, dot, dot, dot. And then a fan goes, dot, dot, dot. But now he's cornered. He's surrounded by Walford players. Not even Racy can make anything out of this. And Racy replies, to the crowd member. Oh, no. <laughs> it's one of them where he can hear what's been said 50 feet away in a massive crowd of fans. He says, oh, no. And then in the next frame, he does an incredible back heel, which flies up into the air. 
uh, flies off behind him and he shouts, Blackie! And look at that, Sam. Look at it. Fucking hell. What a piece of work that is. And Blackie's running onto it perfectly. Uh, good grief, how did he do that? Says a crowd member. And as Roy darted on, Blackie shouts, Coming back, Roy! It's that just that a partnership they've got. They're almost attuned psychically to each other, aren't they? Um, Blackie nods it straight back into his path. It's like the most elaborate wall pass that you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, elaborate and unnecessary, but completely. certainly notable. But Roy has dashed into the space between those four defenders, you'll see there. Uh, Coming back, Roy! Oh, says one of the defenders. Close him down, you idiots! It's <laughs> a crowd member. <laughs> Harsh. <Bit match>. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it lands in front of Roy. He hits it on the volley first time. Straight past the keeper. Who has no chance. Number four! They shout behind the goal. Yes! <laughs> Loads of them shout. And um, <laughs> um, we've got the... Um, what's this Rawson guy? What's he called? Harvey Rawson. See the new lad? Yeah, Harvey Rawson, who is the Walford owner and chairman. Oh, who's a him, yeah, yeah. Developer, and he's got loads of money. So the Melchester fans are now shouting up at him in the director's box. Way! What good is all your money now, Rawson? Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Fuck off, peasants. <laughs> I'll be eating fucking goose for me tea tonight. What will you be having? <laughs> fucking spamming chips, you cunt. <laughs> Another one. I'm having it off. With my Miss World fucking missus. 28 years Trophy old. Trophy wife. Unbelievable. Doggy style. You Who are you going doggy style? To? I'll bet you haven't. The fucking you're battle fucking, axe that gives you nothing but earache. You're, you're fucking boring missionary position, cunts. <laughs> if you're fucking lucky. Or unlucky. If you're lucky. Depending on which way you're looking at it. <laughs> if she's feeling Another frisky, one. your lock's out, son. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. (laughs) 
jalapeño. In other words, shouts, I bet you wish you had someone like Roy at Walford, but he's ours forever and ever. Oh, oh fuck fucking me. hell. Oh, God. And he's singing to himself, these fucking pricks. See, this yeah, is it. We'll see. Well, this, is, this is the Britain that Mrs. Thatcher has introduced. A meritocracy. A man like me. I have worked my way up from nout. And now here I am, sat like a fucking Roman emperor up in the gods, looking down at this fucking pond scum, letting them shout fucking nonsense about they've ne- about a man they've never met and never will meet, as if he's some sort of loved one. What a fucking joke. Little do they know I could buy him and all of them at the click of my fucking fingers. <laughs> Look at Sam Barlow sat next to him, laughing in his oh, fucking face. Oh, <laughs> Oh, they're they're just joking. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. But then we get a close-up of Harvey Rawson in the next frame, again looking like Howard Keel in Dallas. Mm. Uh, It says, um, uh, the millionaire property developer had recently taken over as chairman of Walford, and he's having a bit of a think. He's thinking... Ah, Time for me to have a bit of a think. That's the secret of my success. Taking time out for a think here and there. I'll do a close-up think. He says, uh, forever, The good thing about thinking is, and this is something I've learned in business, the good thing about thinking is, is it's secret. No one else knows about it apart from you. You can be sitting... They can't hear your thoughts. You could be thinking thoughts about a cunt, and they're sat in front of you, and they haven't got a fucking clue. Like I can't hear your thoughts. I'll be Not in yet, the travel anyway. agents booking my latest luxury holiday, right? And I'll be talking <laughs> to, like, maybe a, a, a sexy travel agent. And she's telling me about the cruise that she's going to organise around the Bihabas. I'm going, oh, that sounds nice. But what she doesn't know is, in my thoughts, I am undressing her. Stark, <laughs> bollock, naked. She doesn't know. No one can arrest me because it's all in my head. Secret. <laughs> so go on, give it a go. Thinking, it's bloody great. We, we don't have thought crimes yet. It's not 1984, George Orwell. Fucking hell. <laughs> Mind you, it's only a matter of time. Especially that fucking Michael Foot gets in. Oh, don't start me <laughs> off. <laughs> Although we've misrepresented him there because, of course, Harvey Rawson is very well spoken, as we've established. Oh, yeah. And he's just having a think there and he's thinking, forever, eh? We'll see about that. This crisis over Tubby Morton could be the opening I'm looking for. Ah. <laughs> and he's, um, he's got his uh, designs on Roy. Um, meanwhile, at the other end, there's Tubby Morton breathing out steam out of his mouth and trying to keep himself oh, warm by wrapping oh, his arms oh. around himself. Oh, steam. Oh, wait. I might just fucking eat it back in. Oh, That'd be nice. Steams, steams like grub in gas form. What if I'm dead hungry and I'm not near a snack shop? I just breathe out steam and then swallow it back. Suck it back in. Oh, it only goes into my lungs rather than my guts, but I still feel full. It tides me over. I mean, it's not as good as getting, like, I don't know, a tracker bar, for example, (laughs) but it's the next best thing. Nice bridging snack. <laughs> Lovely brown gas. The tastiest thing is if you've had gravy the night before, then you burp it up and then you quickly <laughs> su- sup it back into your lungs, your gravy burp. Oh, bonus meal. <laughs> and it says uh, Tubby was beginning to forget what a football felt like. And because uh, he's not getting any action down the other end, it says. Um, Rovers are so much on top, he's hardly had a thing to do. Just as well, if you ask me. 
Fucking I leave the cunt alone. God. Over the page, Roy was conscious of the danger. And Roy says to Steve Naylor, as he passes it across to Steve Naylor, Steve, knock it back to Tubby. He's so cold and stiff, he'll probably appreciate a bit of work. Which is a lot of uh, words to say in yeah, a short period of time when he's passed the ball 10 yards. But okay. Uh, Steve Walford says, okay, boss. Or however he talks. Um, and Walford does as he's told. He passes it back to Tubby. But maybe Steve Naylor himself is a bit cold and stiff because he plays it short. And um, someone in the crowd says, not that much work. What a terrible pass. Naylor's hit it too casually. <laughs> He's letting their striker. <laughs> the striker's the one who scores the goals. <laughs> the striker That's a technical looks... term for goal kicker. The striker looks like a hunchback in that picture. He's fucking bent right over. Um, and he's closing in on it. Tubby's dashing out of his goal mouth. And it says Tubby was forced into a desperate dive. And he does, he gets the ball. Uh, the uh, striker falls over the top of him and the striker goes, Ah! Uh, well, it says here, the crowd member says, Morton smothered it, but it looks like the ref is blowing for a foul. And it says there, the ref was, the fans were right. I mean, that's not a foul, he's got the ball. He's fucking took the ball. And the man's gone over the top of him. Outrageous. So, um, it's a penalty. Now let's see if Roy's faith in Tubby Morton is justified. Um, Morton stood there in a bit of a mud patch in the middle of his goal, which he's probably created himself by pacing up and down. The fat bastard. And um, penalty's coming in. And there it is. And Morton dives to his left. His left hand outstretched. Doesn't make it, though. Doesn't quite make it because it hits the post and the crowd say, Oh, they've missed. It's hit the woodwork. You lucky old codger, Tubby. God almighty, you lucky old codger. Although this Melchester team is quite um, on the old side, isn't it? They've got, who's that oh, other yeah. bastard who's been, who, who they signed? They've been around for years, a lot of them. That, that fucker they signed, not, not called Ralph, what's he called again? Oh, um, Nat Gosden. Nat Gosden, Grandad Gosden, yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen much of him recently, though. No. I think he's been phased out. I think he's warming um, the bench. So, um, Roy says, Lucky be blowed. Tubby had it covered. If the shot had been on target, he would have saved it. Something weird about this obsession Roy's got with Tubby Morton. Um... But the crowd saw Tubby's performance in a different light at full time. And there he is, he's getting barracked again by the fans as he goes off. Call it a day, Tubby. You're too old. Another one says, you got us out of trouble. Now step aside for Charlie. Roy says, why, you stupid. <laughs> Tubby intervenes. Roy's about to weird into the crowd there. Fucking sort them out. Tubby says, don't do it, Roy. Not on my behalf. It's not worth getting booked for ungentlemanly conduct. I'm happy to retire now. I'm happy to die. I don't mind. I've had a good life. Well, I've had a life. Sometimes you just got to bow out gracefully. (laughs) 
I've got a plane flight. I want my ticket to Switzerland booked. I'm gonna go to one of them death clinics. I'm not on to inject me veins with that much custard that it clogs up all me innards and me organs with custard and then I just drift off into a custardy sleep that I'll never wake up from. I'll float up to heaven if indeed I'm capable of floating I might not be. Right, you know in heaven? Do you know that you live all up amongst the clouds and all of that? Do you think that they're made of black marshmallow? That's what I like to think, right? That you're just sleeping on a bit of marshmallow and when you wake up in the night you just can lick it a bit and it's tasty. I'll be floating up to meet me maker but I'll be chomping away on the clouds of marshmallow as I go. Oh, it's a fine way to go, Ryan. I've got no complaints. Let me go, Roy. <laughs> Let me go. Release me from this pain, Roy. <laughs> my joints have become under so much pressure from my flesh <laughs> that I'm in daily agony. Let me go. <laughs> Let me go, Roy. I'm not letting you go yet, Tubby. I've still got use for you. Please, Roy, every day is just another endurance. <laughs> I had five grand on you getting three appearances in the league this season, and I got, I got ten to one, so you're sticking around, pal. Shut your fucking moaning and get on with it. There's people a lot lot worse off than you, you fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you seen some of them skinny kids in Africa. They'd fucking kill to have some of the meals that I serve up for you. <laughs> oh, no, Roy, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> so Roy's going, right now, Tubby, I don't feel very gentlemanly. And uh, Harvey Rawson is looking on over all of this. It says, Harvey Rawson hadn't missed Roy's angry reaction, and he decided it was time to make his move. <gasps> And look at this. Harvey Rawson turns to Sam Barlow and says, Sam, I'd like your permission to have a word with Roy in private. I've uh, got a little proposition for him. Look at Sam Barlow's <laughs> face. What? <laughs> what? 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 Oh, what? This? I've got a million pounds in my attaché briefcase that I will offer to him in return for him sucking my cock. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Money talks, Barlow. You and I both know that. And I'm a man of considerable means. Who hasn't fan- who in football has not fantasized about Roy's chiseled features wrapped around their member? Erect member. <laughs> Time now for me to make that dream a reality. <laughs> on the on the field he comes across as brash and all action but I imagine that in the bedroom he is tender and sensitive and generous it's about time I found out once and for all <laughs> but that's why I must stress that the meeting we have is entirely private what goes on within the room that you shall provide for me shall remain a secret between Roy and myself forever I do not I kiss must- and tell I must insist it is a windowless room. <laughs> and I'll have it swept for bugs before I enter. I like it to be stuffy, too. <laughs> Faintly humid. Don't ask me why, it just works for me that way. Some kind of washing room, I imagine, where the washing machines whiz and whir. I don't know whether it's a childhood experience, but... 
but the sound of washing machines and tumble dryers and the, the strange dampness in the air, the smell of wet cotton, there's something about it that entices me so. Arouses me tremendously. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it so, Barlow! <laughs> One million pounds! Do you hear I'll me? see what I can do, Mr. Rawson. <laughs> Go, go. So there we go. And we'll find out. It says, what is Rawson's proposition to Roy? Be sure to find out next week. Does it involve a laundry room? A windowless <laughs> laundry room? And fellatio. <laughs> yeah. So Mark's at a 10 for that, Sam. Uh, nine. Nine. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll go with a nine as well. Um, I'll go with nine and a half. Because of uh, Toby Morton eating his own steam. Right, that's it from this one. Um, it's been slightly shorter than usual, but that's because we're in the middle of preparing the live show for next week. And uh, it's very stressful, but you should all come because it's going to be very, very entertaining. If you do not have tickets, um, get them now. Starts on Monday in Brighton. Very excited. TFTimeMachine.com slash live shows. Get involved. Thank you very much. Back more with back soon with more goodbye back more lesbians Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.